welcome to Great American Shit Show, and I'm your host, Stephen Vargas. This is where we take a look at the political culture war, cancer culture of a society that has lost the concept of irony and nuance. Hey, podcast listener, Stephen here. Since we released the trailer about a week ago, I wanted to give you potential listeners a sneak peek at what Great American Shit Show has in store for you starting January 8th, 2024. We will be exploring topics from the clusterfuck of our society, explore many of the things that seem new and strange, and reveal that they aren't so new but still definitely strange. This January, we'll be kicking off the series with the path of the GOP. While everyone online on podcasts and major media outlets still can't grasp the current trajectory of the modern Republican Party, they've been telegraphing this move for over 60 years. It all started with a sharp-witted, down-home Republican senator from Arizona named Barry Goldwater. His philosophy was considered too extreme at the time, but not too extreme for a former governor from California, Ronald Reagan. So check out this teaser from the Rise of the GOP series, starting this January on Great American Shit Show. There is this mythical belief among liberals that all this was the fault of Donald Trump. He wasn't the cause, but a result. The far right wing of the Republican Party has been heading in this direction since the 1960s. The party has been ever so inching to its far-right tendencies for over half a century. Why? Because it wins elections. It's important to understand how we got to this point. The election of Donald Trump and this far-right dominance of the conservative movement has been on this path for over 60 years. This podcast plans to examine how we got to this point through history, and how each of these moments in a vacuum seem like random or even isolated events, but they were a small weave in the fabric of the new conservative movement. Now, here's a bit of history. The formation of the GOP came as a result of a split in the Whig Party in the 1850s. It was due to slavery. The Republican Party opposed allowing new states to adopt slavery. Yes, Democrats were the party of the South. They wanted to maintain slavery and their way of life. Abolishing slavery was considered government overreach and violated states' rights. Well, up until the 1950s, the war between Democrats and Republicans was pretty routine. This wasn't that was until the election of 1960 when John F. Kennedy became president. Conservatives began racist accusations against Kennedy, who was the first Irish and Catholic president. Republicans would claim that we were under the rule of the Vatican. A lot has changed in the last 60 years. What many people didn't see was a split coming within the Republican Party. There were two factions, the more conservative wing of the party, which is now the standard, and the more liberal wing. Based in the Northeast, they were often referred to as Rockefeller Republicans. The more conservative wing was considered too extreme to win a national election. They were for staunch fiscal conservatism and militant anti-communism. They felt their viewpoint was being overshadowed by the elites. Sound a little familiar? In the election of 1964, Lyndon Johnson was running for re-election. He completed Kennedy's first term. 
he still had two terms if he chose to run. Now, Richard Nixon, who lost to Kennedy in 1960, knew that Johnson would be hard to beat and opted not to run again. Then stepped in Barry Goldwater. He was uh, considered the Trump of his day. I ask your help in this crusade to restore pride at home and respect abroad. And this is why I say that Republicans must take off the gloves. This is why I say that this election is not one for the record books. This election is one for the history books. Goldwater's speech to get into the 64 race sounded like a speech any Republican today would make. Insert any conservative in 2021, and that would be a stock speech. Goldwater was viewed by many traditional Republicans as being too far to the right. Many knew he didn't have what it took to win. As a result, many moderate Republicans recruited a series of opponents, which included New York Governor Nelson Rockefeller, Henry Cabot Lodge Jr. of Massachusetts, and Pennsylvania Governor William Scranton. Goldwater's nomination was staunchly opposed by the so-called liberal Republicans who thought Goldwater's demand for active measures to defeat the Soviet Union would culminate in a nuclear war. In addition to Rockefeller, prominent Republican officeholders across the Northeast refused to endorse Goldwater's candidacy, including both Republican senators from New York, Kenneth B. Keene and Jacob Javits, Governor Scranton, and Congress Congressman John V. Lindsay. I will never vote for a public accommodations clause in any civil rights bill because I think it's unconstitutional. I think it tampers with the rights of assembly, the freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and the freedom of property. Now, liberals had no problem comparing Goldwater to Hitler. They do it all the time. However, liberal Republicans saw Goldwater as a bit of a racist for voting against the Civil Rights Act of 1964. He felt that the federal government didn't belong in forcing states to change. He was more of a, let them figure it out in their own time and in their own way. In my home state, we have very few public places that remain segregated by pointing out to business people that it is morally wrong to practice discrimination. And it's also economically bad. This type of approach, while I know it's time consuming, it is having its effect, will have its effect, and I think it will achieve what we want. Goldwater believed it so much that he didn't agree with the Supreme Court when they said the Civil Rights Act was constitutional. Did it stop him from fighting it? Nope. He even suggested that the Constitution may supersede the highest court in the land. You have said, I believe, that we have no right to tell the southern states what they must do about school integration. I can't understand this statement. Uh, do you mean to say the Supreme Court decision is null and void? No, it, the Supreme Court decision is not necessarily the law of the land. The Constitution still is. We, they, they interpreted by that action that it was wrong to have segregation. Now, they didn't spell out what was to be done. When running for president, Goldwater overcame his party's old guard by galvanizing a grassroots coalition of business people, Southerners, Midwesterners, and libertarians who felt sidelined by the GOP. This is a recurring theme in this series. 